Hey everyone, William Hemsworth here, and happy third week of Advent. And if you're like me, you probably heard, it's not pink, it's rose quite a few times today. A little Catholic inside joke there. But coming back at you with our weekly series on the weekly Sunday Mass readings, and we had some good ones today, so let's go and dive into it. First one comes from Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 6, and also verse 10. It says, Be glad, you thirsty desert, and rejoice exceedingly, and let the desert blossom as a lily. The desert places of the Jordan shall blossom abundantly and rejoice exceedingly. The glory of Lebanon and the honor of Carmel shall be given to it, and my people shall see the glory of the Lord and the majesty of our God. Be strong, you relaxed hands and feeble knees. Be comforted, you faint-hearted. Be strong. Do not fear. Behold, our God renders judgment and will render it. He will come and save us. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall hear. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb speak clearly. And going down to verse 10. And those gathered by the Lord shall return and come to Zion with gladness and with everlasting gladness over their head. For praise and exceeding joy will be on their head, and gladness shall possess them. Pain, sorrow, and sighing fled away. So one of the things that Isaiah does here is he kind of tells us some of the things that the Messiah is going to do. And so we have, let me see, the tongue of the dumb will speak clearly. So Jesus healed the deaf. They were able to speak. Um, he healed the blind. We have to think about the blind man in John's gospel, for example. So all these things that the Messiah is coming to do. I want to focus on this parched desert, this thirsty desert for a moment. Think about our lives. Our souls thirst for God. St. Augustine says, Our hearts were made for you and they're restless until they rest in thee. Our soul thirsts for God. Without God, our souls are malnourished. They're thirsty. Without the Eucharist, it's malnourished. It's thirsty. There's only one thing that can satisfy that, and that's Jesus. And he's coming. That's what we celebrate. Joy Sunday, right? All right, let's go to the second one. James chapter 5. Verses 7 through 10. It says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Very interesting passage here. Let's talk about this early and latter rain in verse 7. So this refers to the pattern of rainfall in, in Palestine. So planting time and just before the harvest is when it rained. And so we are to put away grumbling at each other. And we must not demand that life be fair. Because life is not fair at all. 
It'd be awesome if it was, but it sure isn't, right? Patience, forbearance, all these things, they help us. Okay, patience, forbearance, and a right vision of the ultimate judge are true works of a living faith. So as we go through life, as we go through this life that is not fair, we were patient. Okay? And through patience, we still look to Christ. We still answer. We still respond to His grace. And we live a true faith that people can see. I want to go to verse 10 for a moment. Let me just refresh your memory of what verse 10 says here. It says, My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. St. James is telling us to look to the examples of the saints. There it is right there. The prophets, the faithful prophets are true saints of God. They're models, they're examples to us in how to practice suffering and patience. And so Christians from the New Testament era, today we honor or venerate, which honor is another term for venerate. We honor and venerate those saints because they are blessed. And Jesus tells us himself that the saints are not dead because God is the God of the living and not the dead. So we look to the saints. We look to their example of how they lived. And it gives us strength to do it as well. And yes, we ask them to pray for us as well. Because they're not dead. Amen. Alright, last passage here. God today's gospel reading. Matthew chapter 11 Verses 2 through 11. It says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has none, not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Wow. Let's go to verse 3 for a second. Verse 3, according to the church fathers, John the Baptist asked this question in order to guide his own disciples to Jesus. Okay, think about that. John wasn't doubting who Jesus was. Remember, John baptized Jesus. They're cousins. John baptized Jesus and says, I am not worthy to untie his sandal. He knew exactly who Jesus was. 
Remember, at this point, John is in prison. And maybe his John's disciples are like, is this really who the Messiah is? So John's like, go ask him. John already knew. But it was for his own followers' sake that he sent them. And there's no doubt at all that John was strengthened by Christ's response because his response echoes what we read in Jeremiah today. The deaf hear, the blind see, etc. Okay? He, all those things were predicted by John. Let's go back to verse 11 for a moment though. Jesus calls John great. Okay? Again, I'm going to read this passage one more time. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John is called the last of the Old Testament prophets. And in terms, really, the greatest prophet. Because he was the forerunner of the Messiah. But in the New Covenant, the New Covenant is so much greater than the Old I mean, so incomparable that those who share in the new covenant are greater than John was without it. Think about that for a moment. All of those great Old Testament characters, Moses, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Elijah, all those guys, as great as they are, Jesus says, John is greater than them. He's greater than them because he saw Jesus. He baptized Jesus. But Jesus says, the person in heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Friends, we need to take great joy in that today. Okay? This is the third week of Advent. We lift the rose-colored candle today, right? It's a symbol of joy. How much joy... Think about how much joy is in heaven. How much, how much joy should we have knowing that we are participating in the new covenant? Think about that. I think we lose sight of that. Maybe we go through the motions... You know, we're going to Mass, and we're like, oh, we're going to Mass, we're going to Mass today. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to kneel, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go through the motions. We take it for granted. We had a reminder just two years ago of how much we took the Eucharist and Mass for granted when it was taken away from us in the name of public safety, right? Let's not take it for granted. Jesus died for you. He died for me. He established a church. And we can participate at Mass in the Holy Eucharist. Let's not take those things for granted. John the Baptist did not have the opportunity to participate in any of those things. Many of the New Testament saints and beyond have. You and I get to as well. Take joy. Persevere in patience. Persevere in humility. Show Jesus to the world. God bless you, my friends. You have a great day.